Ladies and gentlemen, he is in st- st- stereo. Does anybody even use that term anymore in stereo? No. I think they Hold use on. more high def. Let me put it behind me. Now in Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Tanner, now in Dolby. Dolby surround sound. And Dol- Dol- Dolby. All right. Well, enough about that. Uh, you know, here we are in our Mogility sock, our security uh, operation center. Yes. And uh, Philip's been nice enough to let me keep my podcast equipment in here because uh, he's always sending me emails about things that are happening in the industry and things that uh, I might be able to bring up with clients when I'm there. And we did a podcast this week about the maze ransomware. And when I thought that was bad enough, you send me another email on another one. Well, I, I try to stay up to date on news that's happening in the cybersecurity world, who got breached, what's going on just so I can be better prepared to help our customers. And um, on the same lines as the maze went ransomware, where it's a, it's a advanced ransomware that not only locks your data, they also steal copies of your data, threaten to sell it, exploit it, threaten to um, disclose your breach to the world and embarrass you and things like that. And it, there was a major co-location data center that just got hit by NetWalker ransomware. This was recent. And uh, we first became aware from a podcast that was from uh, our partner, FortiGuard Labs. Uh, they're the antivirus, anti-malware threat lab for Fortinet, which is uh, our primary firewall vendor. The NetWalker ransomware, what makes this unique, and it goes into what the FortiGuard Lab guys were talking about, we'll put links below, is that this was a ransomware as a service. Somebody out there paid a company, oh, called a company for lack of a better term, on the dark web to do ransomware specifically to target this co-location provider. Oh my God. So this is ransomware as a service? Yeah. On the black market, on the dark web, oh there are entities that are doing ransomware as a service for either a fee or a portion of the fees that are recovered by the bad actors that want to attack certain companies and entities. So, um, when we were going over this, uh, the it's like four. We wanted four point five five million dollars, I believe, in Bitcoin <laughs> to unlock all this data and not sell the data. Well, okay. Now, how do you know if these guys really have your data? Um, they they have a website. They provide people literally to check it, and they'll um, decrypt one of your files to prove that they really have your data. <laughs> Let me talk to little Clarissa on the phone. Make, make sure she's still alive. They'll actually take one file and let yeah, you Yeah, they have a mechanism to be able to prove to you that um, they have your data. And, and it it's, it's frightening because now the ransomware threats are getting sophisticated enough that besides targeting big blankets of, let's say, small and medium business, which was a, a big money maker for these bad actors with the WannaCry ransomwares and things like that, now they're targeting larger enterprise with things specifically engineered to attack them. Nothing safe. No, you work to the point. Now you have to do your due diligence. It's not, it's not enough to have backups because they're adding that extra layer where they threatening to damage your reputation and, and sell your data. That part you can't restore from a backup that part they have. And, um, and they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. And, and so now more than ever, 
you have to prevent them from happening in the first place. With, with the WannaCry, if you had good backups, yeah, it was inconvenient that your data got locked, but you could restore from backup and you're okay. And, and your backups weren't copied and then they weren't selling your data. So yeah, my little embarrassment from a breach, but the data didn't spill out into the world. Now you have data spillage, reputation damage. Uh, it's catastrophic. I mean, this this for the specific companies, this could end companies. It's that ransom or uh, reputation. It's the reputation damage. Yeah. This, this could end companies or cause uh, huge losses in revenue to where it's difficult to recover or you have to lay people off or even sell to a competitor. I mean, there's... Well, it's a t- so I have a couple things I'd like to ask. One is you just talked about two different types of ransomware and it, how it evolved. You know, it wasn't enough that they took it and possibly 10% you might get it back, but now they're selling the data. So what's next? Um, well, I, th- I think the evolution came from is... Um, there was a lot of companies out there, backup protection companies that do a good job and they were educating their customers on the need for backup and easy restoral in case you did get hit with wanna cry. Well, that took some of the power away from the bad actors. They had to add another layer of threat so that your backup controls aren't enough. What's next beyond that? I, I actually think some large corporations are gonna see more things specifically engineered to target them. So, it, it, let's say I'm not going to drop company names because, uh, but let's say a, a major airline or something, there could be bad actors that engineer ransomware or a version of ransomware, modify it specifically to target systems within specific companies and organizations. And that that's, I mean, that's it's corporate terrorism is what it is. I used to work at a data center. They could have targeted me at that data center. Sure. There's, um, there's a mixture of things they could do. I mean, just on the basic, just as a, attack vector most exploits come from email and it's important to educate your users on what to look at what not to look at what to click what not to click but yeah if you know what somebody's directory structure looks like the way they structure the names if you go on linkedin you can start gathering people that work there you can target email through social engineering that's very specific that looks very legit two files not to open you never open exes okay i recommend not opening most zip files because people zip encrypt our or compress the files to to get past mail filters um anything that's a is a binary anything like that it's 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 scary stuff but it's not you can be educated on what to look for and um we actually have a product that I, I hate to sound salesy, but we have <laughs> we have we have a great product with a company we recently partnered with. It's Hook, right? Hook Security yeah. and Hook Security is a a SciSec company, and what they do is they they train your end users with a false phishing attack to see who clicks on it, and then they are get immediate immediate remediation training. So it actually trains them then on what to look for. Yeah. Or um, educates them. It educates them what to look for because email comes in. It looks like a legitimate request from a website, whether it's password reset or whatever. And um, you click on it and it'll say you got hooked. And it'll say, <laughs> and it'll have a video to watch. It'll that tell is you, so clever. Guys over there at Hook, very impressive. And they'll tell you what to look for and, and why what you did was wrong, whether the URL was a misspelling of a legitimate site or uh some something else because that's what they do they try to use similar looking domain names 
They make you think it's legit and they make the graphics look exactly like the website, whether it's Netflix or PayPal or your bank. Stuff that people are using all no, the time or they're looking for. And that's why it's so companies. important to look, always look at the URL in the browser. See HTTPS one, make sure it's HTTPS that's locked and make sure that the domain is actually what you want to go to. So it's not a misspelling. Now, if you're going to Netflix, it needs to be Netflix, not two X's or <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I look at what we're doing with this and the training is not only do we kind of slap them on the wrist a little bit. I like that. It's, um, it, it forces them to kind of make the mistake, yep. but it does no harm and it educates them in the process because it's much better to have them click on something legit to educate them than to actually do it with a bad act. All right. So again, we just kind of talked a little bit about, is it NetWalker? Yes. NetWalker. NetWalker ransomware. Um, if you, we're going to put links to a couple articles. Uh, one of them is a podcast from uh, FortiGuard Labs. And if you look at it and you want to look up and learn more about it, you can look up NetWalker and you can look up ransomware as a service. Just Google it or whatever. Yes, and you can read some security articles about it and what makes it particularly uh, bad. Gosh. Well, and, and we love doing this podcast to inform people and we never want it to feel like doom and gloom because that's the last thing we need in this world. But guys, stay educated. If you've got a company that you're using today for your, you know, your security, reach out to them. Make sure you guys have everything you need to keep this nasty, nasty thing away from you. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all going to be okay. <laughs> and then the other thing is if you do want to talk to Casey and I about this topic or, or any other topic, uh, we'll put a link also below the podcast to our calendars. Um, you can get on 30 minute call, no obligation. We'll just, even if you're small and, and you've got five people, we can give you some tips and some training on how to avoid uh, um, these kind of ransomware attacks. What are we doing here to protect ourselves? Well, we have a firewall in place. We have endpoint protection on all of our devices. And then we use uh, VPNs for anything inside our corporate network. Uh, most of our services that we use internally are cloud-based with perimeter controls, firewall and access control lists and things like that. So that they're only accessible from approved networks and devices. Um, if you if you give us a call, we can talk about those things. There's um, you know good, better and best approach depending on your size and your budget, uh, you know, Obviously, small organizations can't do everything perfectly because of, of the sheer expense, but there is um, best practices that are going to catch 99.99% of threats. And, and if you're not a large organization, they're probably not going to engineer ransomware specifically for you. But so, And then the other thing would be, uh, be nice to everybody. Hey, I like that. So that's your last line of defense. Be nice <laughs> to everybody. Be kind. So don't... don't uh, trash companies online and stuff so that nobody wants to come after you wait a minute should we be putting out this podcast <laughs> are we kind of putting a target no, I on just us? Said be nice <laughs> so I, I we're a cybersecurity company we need to do our due diligence because one of the fastest growing threat areas is having managed security service providers themselves be targeted uh, yeah because of the again that goes into the reputation damage you're supposed to be secure you're selling this stuff you get targeted yep Thanks for listening to the Mobility Networks podcast. We sure do appreciate it, and we hope you got a lot of value out of this cast.